Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. It's been a week. Uh, It's been a long, a feeling pretty long week, and I think it's time to very much address the elephant in the room. Um, And it's not me. It's uh, Mr. Alex. I'm not going to say, what is it, Anorian23 on Twitter or something like that. Yeah, sure. We could we could refer to me like that. I mean, I don't think it really matters. I mean, because your full name is literally on. Uh, that is on also your true, Mister Alex Norian. We're addressing <laughs> it right now and here. So, um, I don't know. Like here, I don't know if how we're gonna kind of talk about I we, this. I think we could just say what happened, and then we could just move on. Or no? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the Giants lost to the Cowboys. It was not even. I wasn't even upset at that point. Uh, the, it was kind of just an injury-filled day. And basic Alex timeout. Already basically, cutting me off. Basically, the Giants lost to the Cowboys, and I was so upset. I banged myself in the head with a giant pot, trying to end it all after watching that terrible Giants performance. Okay. Well, anyway, Alex, just getting straight to the point with absolutely no context. That's yep. great. Perfect. Um, so basically, um, we had a ultimate frisbee tournament um, on Sunday. While the giant, not while the Giants game, before, before. the Giants game was yeah. happening, from like nine to three thirty, we we're actually going to get home perfectly for the game um, to watch the misery of this Giants injured team, the New York injured Giants. I should have written. I should written. I should have written a uh, a recap article again and called, you know, how I, I've had like a thing in the first sentences calling them a different thing. Um, I should have said the New York injured giants. So I kind of wasted that opportunity this week, unfortunately, Damn it! but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Alex kind of brought it up. So, uh, Alex, what happened to you at this tournament? I, uh, clashed heads with a fellow player and, uh, I am now concussed. So yeah, it is wonderful so for the first couple days i could barely look at screens and even as we are recording right now my head is jittering a bit 
the noise is shaking throughout my head, but I'm committed to the Giant Take podcast, okay? I'll be here no matter what. Well, no, not no matter what, because I wasn't here on Monday, but I'm here. There's, there was no episode, though, so it's There was good. no episode. Not that anyone probably wanted to listen to us scream about the Cowboys anyway, but we're back. I'm Take back. I'm back. Somewhat better. I'm also, like, sniffly now, so I don't know what's going on. I might just be... I think there's just a big problem going on with me. So, but luckily I'm here. We're ready to go. No one wants to hear about me and my personal issues anymore. So let's get in to the Giants and uh, their misery. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I to be fair, I didn't want to. Uh, I felt like it was wrong to just record the episode without Alex after he had uh, one hell of a day already to that point. So I kind of just let it go uh, and decided to. Um, so, yeah, I, I just decided to let it go and, and just... Really, give give him a few days to, to recover here. But now that he is back, I can make the comparison I wanted to make. There's Daniel Jones. And there's Alex. There's concussion with Daniel Jones. And there's concussion with Alex. Both of them during sports. Both of them collision heads-wise. And both of them concussions. One of them wasn't foaming out the mouth. But one of them, or both of them... Uh, are very similar injuries that happen in the same day within hours of each other. And I now like to say that I have Alex, a.k.a. Daniel Jones, on the Giant Take podcast <laughs> uh, here with me. So The joke wasn't funny originally, and it's not funny now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> not funny to you. Not, not funny to no, you. No, it's not. It, no, it's just not funny, okay? We'll, t- we'll put a Twitter poll up. It's not funny. Um, yeah, Twitter poll's not going. No, we're not going to do my that. joke. It's my joke. I, I don't need uh, anyone okay, saying fine. no to it. But anyway, yeah, we have a lot of news to cover. Uh, so I guess we will start now uh, with the Giants 44 to 20 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are looking really good. Not just the Giants are looking really bad. Uh, but it was like I said, an injury filled day. Kadarius Tony, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, uh, the main three that got injured there, Rodarius Williams. I'll now address that now. He has an ACL tear and is out for the year, so now we're missing a cornerback. Um, Keon Crossan is about to step up for this team. Uh, I don't even know what to say there. But luckily, when all is set doom and gloom, uh, there are some players hopefully returning to the field on Sunday to at least give us somewhat of a chance against the Los Angeles Rams, a very good team, might I add. Um, So it's going to be something to look forward to there. We obviously have Kadarius Tony absolutely busting out uh, in his first huge performance as a rookie. 10 receptions, 189 yards. Uh, PFF's number one rookie of the week. Also had the highest PFF grade this week. That is why he was the PFF rookie of the week. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Most punches in week five as well. So, Oh, yeah, we'll have to get into that. <laughs> and... Um, I mean, even punches backstage with Evan Ingram. Apparently, it was like a pussy type of a punch, though. Like I think that's what he said in the article. Uh, something along those lines. I have to pull it up. But yeah. A Pat know, Leonard exclusive, by the way. Even Evan Ingram was throwing hands, Alex. And you know, Evan Ingram can't even throw. So, or catch, for that that's matter. That's true. That was a bad joke. Damn it. I, was, I, was, I thought I was really doing well there. You didn't, I, even get my joke about the, you didn't get my joke about the Pat Leonard exclusive either. There was no reaction to that. Well, because we like him. I don't understand. Yeah, we did, but, but it was just a joke because people are always mad. I was reading some of his comments today. It's just, it's just, I feel bad for the guy. Please come back on our podcast. <laughs> what? Why do you sound like desperate? 
That's like, oh my god. I feel bad. He needs a place where he's not like ridiculed constantly. Was he ridiculed today though for the article? Well, no, no, no. Well, he always gets ridiculed about everything, and people were in the comments like, "This is what you're reporting on when the team is suffering." I'm like, "What do you want?" But anyway, um, Cowboy safety Jaron Curse uh, punched Giants head end Evan Ingram in the face during handshakes on the field after the game. Uh, quote Evan Ingram, "I was pushing him around the whole game, so he was probably just mad." Ingram told, uh, "Yeah, that guy was salty as hell throughout the whole whatever. game." Oh, come on, Leonard. Oh, that that's I'm annoyed about that. He didn't uh well, obviously, I mean he, he's gonna get fired if he puts that. Um probably. What sources say or whatever? No, he didn't say the actual quote, so now I gotta find it. What like cause Evan Ingram I think he's like a curse or whatever. Uh, come on, Pat. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't use a curse and I just I just You just missed oh. it? Uh I walked up on him. He walked up on me kind of saying some stuff he threw the punch we had some guys that there there that separated us so it was kind of boom boom he stole one off and everybody was there to separate us so i kind of just let it go i dabbed up some of my old coaches and friends on the other side and went to the locker room afterwards but there was nothing oh it was a little baby punch anyway it was soft i guess that i guess that's what it was okay well but yeah him and then Kadarius tony obviously justin made a breakdown video of it which is pretty cool um but yeah Kadarius tony threw some hands and then joe judd said get the f off the field or get the f out of here i think he's what he said to to tony and he said it like three two two three times and obviously as we know there was a fight in the preseason with the browns uh joe judge has no place for it he hates that which is so funny because like you know he's all about discipline and some you know and and yelling and running the last but then when it comes to aggression and the physical way, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't take that here. We don't allow that service on our football team. Uh, so we told him to get the hell off the field, but use a different word than what I'm saying. I'm trying to keep it light on the cursing because I already kind of did that once today. But um, yeah. And you'd be surprised, right? Because we had the whole Antoine Winfield situation with the wagging the finger during the Super Bowl thing, and I was defending the whatever, and Josh is like, "Yeah, hey, I let him do it. Who cares?" I'm actually totally for this punch. Kadarius Tony could punch whoever on the Cowboys he wants. Probably not Dak Prescott because I kind of feel bad for him. But anyone else, Zeke with his oh my God, Zeke was so obnoxious when he ran into the end zone celebrating when he was like at the five yard line. Ugh, God, hate that guy so much. But uh, hate that yeah. team so much. Oh. Hate that team. Why well, hate him too? He's annoying. Yeah. No, Ugh. I agree. Uh, I mean, we could take an hour, Alex, and just go over this IR uh, report if you want. You know, just read off each of the names and that'll probably take us the whole hour if we don't run through it quickly. And you know what else pains me is Kadarius Tony didn't even hit the punch. He should have hit the punch really like knocked him out. That would have made me happier. All right, we can well, get on to the no. IR. Now. He would have been added to the IR because he's hitting him in the helmet. He would have broke his hand. So thank God he didn't make contact in my opinion. Uh, That's true. I think he, he also could have whiffed on the punch on purpose, but that wouldn't, that would show weakness more than strength. So we well, should have grabbed the guy's helmet, tore it off and then punched him in the face. Right. Because let's hope for a <laughs> suspension, Alex. What are we doing here? What are we I don't doing? Know. I was so angry with him. I was like cheering when he started punching the guy. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> but anyway, we're recording this Friday, uh, Thursday night. Um, and we'll have NFL picks for you as well. And I, I just want to go to a quote that luckily we got it. Uh, before this recording tonight from Saquon Barkley about the injury. This is the first time he speak uh, he spoke out to the press uh, and to the news since the injury, obviously, on Sunday. It is a, what, high, low, high or low ankle sprain. 
We got to figure is low. out. It is low. It's very low. Uh, it's a low ankle sprain. They obviously showed it on the Fox broadcast, the sideline camera. Uh, it looked very, very painful. Did not look nice. Um, where it's barefoot on, on national television in general. It's just like you never really want to see people's feet. Uh, but then to see his ankle absolutely like bloated, right? I mean, it was, it was like there was something wrong. I mean, you could tell. Okay, but I don't I mean, think we need to describe the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, Saquon Barkley's out two to four weeks. First time speaking to the press, he said, quote, uh, yeah, I didn't want to get on the cart because the last time I was on the cart, I was out for the season. Barkley said Thursday, I didn't want to have that mentality, uh, but as clear as you guys saw my ankle, it was kind of hard to walk on that, even though I wanted to tough it out. Um, basically, Barkley, just a, a main quote I want to talk about there. Funny he mentions, um, Funny he mentions kind of the process of last season because we just had a player uh, and Rodarius Williams, obviously ACL tear is pretty common, but two years in a row, Giants tears their ACL. Saquon Barkley last year, ACL tear this year with Rodarius Williams. Complete opposite positions, offense, defense. Just, of course, it happens to us. Uh, but we do have some good news. And as we read off the injury report, uh, you know, you'll figure it out. But Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton are hoping to bounce back, um, you know, for this game, hopefully. Kadarius Tony, or not Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I don't think we'll be playing in this game. That's just my personal opinion. It seems like he'll be working back. I think we knew when we signed this guy, he was going to be on the IR every week with a different sort of injury and just, you know, hopefully play through it. He tried to once again this week. It did not work out for him. Um, And so that was that. The thing, though, with Daniel Jones, and that's what we got to get into the positive. Daniel Jones was placed on concussion protocol. It did not look good, although players spoke highly of him and they talked to him, you know, after the game uh, in the locker room. I think he talked to his parents uh, as well. They came to see him and he, he was all good. The man is in pads. He's throwing stuff on the sideline. Obviously, he's not practicing with the team fully yet because I think he has to pass through concussion protocol still. But man, this guy's working back and he's looking like a beast this season. I don't think anyone can doubt that. Um, but Alex, I mean, to see our number one guy, uh, you know, kind of come in here, come back this week and practice with the team like he's a normal guy, not in concussion protocol, obviously, like I said, on the sideline, it looks pretty good. And even Joe Judge flat out came out and said, I'm surprised that he's back. Yeah, I also think he was surprised that he was out there throwing, which I don't think he wanted him to be doing, but he was doing it anyway. Um, but yeah, happy. Hopefully Daniel Jones gets that start on Sunday. And obviously Shepard and Slayton both set the return also on Sunday. So good news there as well. Let's read through the injury report though, because my favorite thing to do. Um, so Thursday did not practices. Uh, we have Saquon Barkley with an ankle. We have Kenny Galladay with a knee, hyperextended knee in that. Uh, Rodarius, well, he's out for the season. We don't need to really talk about him. Daniel Jones, limited practice. Matt Skura, limited practice. Andrew Thomas, limited practice. Ben Bredesen, limited practice. Nate Ebner, limited practice. Jabril Peppers, limited practice. Logan Ryan, limited practice. Sterling Shepard, limited practice. Darius Slayton, limited practice. Kadarius Tony, limited practice. And Justin Hillard, limited practice. Whew. I That's also, your Giants injury report. <laughs> sorry, I cut you off there. I also heard that Jabril Peppers, or, or Red, I think, uh, in one of the articles by Giants beat writers, I, I can't remember which one. Uh, it did say that Pepper should be back this week. Um, I did read that. Obviously, it's not my words. 
it's someone else's and they don't even know. But from what I read, it seemed like uh, he should be on the way back. Now for the Los Angeles Rams injury report, I will take that and use it. Did not practice Wednesday. The Giants didn't have the information, though. I do want to say that they had the information, obviously, for their own team. They know who's practicing. But for the Rams, they did not have the updated information. I'm recording this episode for Thursday's practice. Um, so they just have Wednesday's practice. Um, so Aaron Donald. Yes, he is on the injury report and did not practice Wednesday. Also, Andrew Whitworth, uh, probably their best, if not one of their best offensive linemen, also did not practice on Wednesday. For rest, though, if you if you see it's just rest. Yes, it's rest for him and also Terrell Lewis, their uh, outside linebacker. And also, remember, Wednesday is the first of practices, and it's Wednesday through Friday. And also, Andrew Whitworth is also 40 years old, so you also have to keep <laughs> that in mind. Uh, Matt Gay, their kicker, uh, ankle injury, he was limited, as well as Jake Funk. Ooh, well, that's a good name. What a good last name. Funk is her last name. That's pretty cool. A hamstring injury limited in practice. Big one, though, Aaron Donald, obviously. We'll have to see his health. Uh, He'll be playing, I'm sure. Even on one leg, Aaron Donald will get triple teams, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, That man's a mammoth. That man's a mammoth. So, Mammoth of a man. All right, we can continue. Aaron Donald? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He's, he's crazy. I mean, the, the guy... Forget how much he said he benches. He he taught he talked five hundred pounds. Part of my take, yeah. Is that what he said? I'm part of my take. Yeah, it was with DK Metcalf, and DK's like, yeah, I be- I bench two fifty, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's great. And Aaron Donald's like, uh, okay, I do five hundred, and he's like, oh my god, and they're all shocked. Yeah, because like that's like close to like what professional like weightlifters lift. Like it's crazy. Let's just run through this quick workout that the Giants had with Forrest Lamb. Um, obviously, Lamp. Lamp. Sorry, that's a great name too, and I'm messing lamp. up the great name. Uh, like I said, you're lighting a lamp, a lamp in a forest. forest. Yep. Um, but anyway, obviously injury history. That's why he's on a team right now. Lamp uh, has had an injury plague career. He was a second round pick for the Los Angeles Chargers in 2017, but missed the entire season with a torn ACL. We know those well um, at this point. Then he played only two games in 2018, serving as a backup, and then played seven games with two starts in 2019. Uh, before suffering a broken fibula. And now he's here with the New York Giants, or worked out at least with them. We'll have to see where he goes with that. Obviously, it's been all over the place with the offensive linemen. We had retirements uh, in preseason, a few of them. Um, we had uh, injuries, obviously, throughout this offensive line throughout the season. Matt Skura stepping in and actually playing well uh, as an offensive lineman. I wouldn't say Nate Soldier has been you know, outstanding. Matt Parrott, you know, obviously, has been... Gotta start Matt Parrott this weekend. I gotta say, gotta start Matt Parrott. If Andrew Thomas is back, of course. I mean, I completely lost track of where I was. Um, Sorry, just had to say it. Yep. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so I, I think this game is obviously a must win for this Giants team. Uh, I, I, like, I, you know, is it even, do I even say that anymore? Like, are we, I guess we are done, right? I mean, I. <laughs> Is it is it over, Al? I guess so. Right I don't now. know. I don't know. And you know what's worse? I saw this today. As of right now in the NFL standings, the Eagles have three top 12 draft picks. Mm. Three. That's good. Isn't that great? Love it. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Uh-huh. And we're playing for pride at this point. I mean, 
flipped the records. He got the Rams record at four and one. And the Bears are doing so well. What the hell? So oh, annoying. of course. Let, everything against our team, Alex. Everything. Yep. Everything. Matt Stafford going out there looking great. So I guess let's go into the preview. Um, you know, this game, it's going to be a hard one. As we know, it's going to be home against the Rams, uh, one o'clock game. And we're going to go through our X factor, uh, my preview just for this team. We don't do like much of a preview. We kind of just like to go through our X factors, uh, for the opposite team. My preview though, is just to look out for Matt Stafford. He's not even my X factor, but I think whoever, obviously the preview is when you're looking out at the quarterbacks, obviously look to see who's on the field, whether it's Daniel, whether it's uh, Daniel Jones or, um, oh my God. Um, whether it's Daniel Jones or the backup quarterback, Mike Glennon, uh, whoever it is on the field there, that's a big, that's significant. Matt Stafford, on the other hand, he's a guarantee unless something, you know, awful happens, he should be out there. And obviously 11, over 1,500 yards this season, 12 touchdowns, three picks. All right, let's take it to my, my, um, X factor. And honestly, Hmm. This is, this is, this is pretty interesting. I don't want to say Daryl Henderson cause that's the obvious choice. I don't want to say Sony Michelle. I'm going to actually go with, with, uh, Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods could shine out in this game and have a pretty good day while Alex gives me a dirty look. You go with two obvious picks. Okay. I, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper. If you go Van Jefferson, that's not that deep, Alex. I was going to go Van Jefferson, but I'm going for someone else. I'm going for Deshaun Jackson. Oh my God. <laughs> bring all. He's going to bring all his four, three speed, probably four, four now that he's like 39 years old, but he's going to bring it and he's going to come and haunt the giants again. I can feel it. Deshaun Jackson. There you go. That's my X factor. <laughs> and that's a pretty deep one, by the way. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. I'm, I'm very interested on why you picked that, but, uh, I guess you just wanted to get the style points. So, um, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep it with that. Let's go through our NFL picks. And then there's one other topic I want to talk about here. Last week, both of us went 10 and five. So Alex, again, still winning there. Cause he would take the week before that. Um, you know, he did really go. good there. Um, so kind of going through this week's matchups, um, or I guess last week, I, I just wanted to see if there was any games you wanted to point out. Obviously, the what a game uh, between the Colts and the Ravens. <laughs> For me, uh, I'll take it. 100 points combined between Marquise Brown and Lamar Jackson. Absolutely destroyed my opponent when I was worried to get 30 points to win with both of those guys. And they completely dominated. Once again, Alex just doubting the ability of Justin Herbert and the Chargers picking the Browns. I'll take that win any day now, so thank you very much somehow picking the Jaguars over the Titans where they can't seem to get anything right. And urban Meyer can't seem to get, um, with anyone, but his wife. Is that, is that the way is that can't get in his wife's good graces either though? <laughs> uh, I mean, what a situation in Jacksonville, Alex. <laughs> like that's a mess. It's a mess. It's not even with their, with their head coach. He can't even get his marriage status, right? <laughs> yeah. Let alone a full team of 53 players. Let's talk about his marriage status. He's it's like get playing down. Alabama every week. It's crazy, right? The NFL isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's, like, it's like playing Alabama every week. Oh, uh, I think he'll be down to college real quick, Alex. I think he'll yes, be down I, back I to agree. college. He yeah. might even be like Adam Gase and go to high school instantly. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's an absolute mess right now. Speaking of disgrace coaches, oh. <laughs> John Gruden. That's all I was gonna say. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. say he's disgraced, but we haven't. Yeah. We I want to run through our picks though first, just to like oh, okay. get those out. Well, so we'll, we'll get to that soon. We'll get we'll to get that. to the John Gruden situation. So basically, um, Buccaneers Eagles tonight. You already know by the time you listen, Bucks. Uh, we both have winning that one. Hopefully, we're right. I think Alex learned. I think he learned his lesson here. London game, Dolphins, Jaguars. We both have the Dolphins. Vikings, Panthers split there. Alex has the Vikings for some odd random reason. I have the Panthers. Chargers, Ravens. Alex again learned his lesson. Picks the Chargers. What a pick! That's a. I mean, that's a good pick. Obviously, toss up there. That's going to be a great game to watch. Obviously. My boy Austin Eckler is going to pop off. Trust me. Right, don't say my boy Justin Herbert, right? Because then you're just no. talking Justin about Herbert. I literally have never said that I don't like Justin Herbert. It's just people are like, he's in the Hall of... He's already a Hall of Famer. I'm like, the no. one ESPN guy. Yeah, well, and you got yeah and I heard another person... And someone commented on Twitter that they agreed with him. So, two people, okay? Two yeah, people. I'm sorry that, that your one tweet of this whole year is going to be that. I'm sorry, yeah. Alex. The one time you whip out the phone to tweet. Uh, <laughs> Ravens, I have winning that game. Texans, Colts. Obviously, we, we saved the Giants for last. That's what's up here. Texans, Colts. We both have the Colts. Chiefs, Washington. Watch Washington win this game. I'm, I like to see it coming, but hopefully not. Please, no. Chiefs win this one. Excuse me. We both have uh, we both have them winning this game. Packers, Bears. Both have the Packers. Bengals, uh, Lions. We both have the Bengals winning this one. And I'm not going to make the mistake I did last time. Uh, you know, running through the four o'clock games and not giving them to Alex. So Alex, take it over. All right. Cardinals Browns. I think this is going to be the game of the week here. Um, Cardinals is who I have. And that is also who Josh has Cowboys Patriots. I, we both have Cowboys Broncos um, and Raiders. I have the Broncos. Josh has the John Gruden list Raiders um, and then Seahawks and Steelers. We both have the Steelers Bills Titans. We both have the Bills. And that rounds out our uh, predictions there for week six. You seriously don't think the game of the week is going to be Ravens Chargers? Because I would disagree with your pick of the game of the week. Well, I think Ravens have a leaky defense. I think Chargers have a leaky defense. And right. I think the Browns do. But I think, well, actually, yeah, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I don't know. I just, I just love watching. I got I to prove him wrong. I just want to say All that right. I got to right. change his mind. All right, I'm not changing my mind because I still like nope. the Browns, uh, Browns, uh, Browns Cardinals matchup better. I still like it better. Okay. okay. All right. Fine. Fine. So uh, obviously, we do like to talk some NFL news from time to time on this podcast. Obviously, we just ran through our NFL picks. So for Alex, I know you don't really know the exact details, and I don't either. Right? I'm not an NFL insider. Um, but basically, um, I'll, I'm going to run through what I know and talk about the situation because I find this very, very interesting. So basically, the NFL last uh, season when it came to the Washington football team, do you remember the situation with, I believe it was their owner? Um, obviously, yes. he had some very interesting comments and, and stuff of that nature. An employee, um, he just had a, let's just say he had a bad relationship with employees. And, and there's a worse word for that. Um, just treated employees very poorly, um, kind of, you know, had them do stuff against their own will. We're, we don't need to go into specifics. Um, but anyway, there is emails that were that were taken that, you know, found out about this info by the NFL, right? About 600 emails, I think it was, I think. Then you have head coach John Gruden. 
so basically the first thing that came out uh, was a 2011 email, right? Stating, and I think this was heading into this past week. I think it came out on Thursday. I, th- I don't know for sure. Again, this is all, this is all thing. I don't want to say I think 50,000 times, but I just want to say that now. So not everything that I know is definite. Um, but I believe it came out uh, before these weekends, this past weekend's games. I believe it came out Monday, Monday night, right? Might have been Monday, Monday night, night football, like during, Monday yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, but anyway, it, it was an email that he sent to 2011 talking uh, um, a, a racist comment uh, about the NFLPA, um, one of their officials, I think. And it was it was interesting because obviously that NFLPA was being voted that that person. Uh, was being voted back in around that time or that night, I think, back to the NFLPA. So interesting timeline for the NFL to release that right during his vote, right? Mike might get some more votes from that if the NFL really loves this NFLPA guy. There's one thing. Um, so then that happened. Gruden said in the press conference uh, later, I'm not a racist guy. I don't have a piece of racism, you know, in my body, whatever. Obviously, it wasn't 2011. He wasn't in the NFL, uh, you know, a head coach at that time. But still, a racist comment is a racist comment. He got it. He got flagged for it, wrote it in a public email, right? So he got snagged, and um, that's not right whatsoever. Um, You also... I also believe he made a homophobic comment as well. Made a homophobic Homophobic comment as well. Comments, maybe. I don't know. Yep. Multiple. Which is very ironic considering the f- only openly gay uh, player is actually on his team, which is very interesting. Who actually and, took a personal day too, which is really weird. Well, not th- weird. <laughs> I think um, it was something – crap, I got to find it. John Gruden – and I looked back at it after because I was watching uh, PFT, Pro Football Talk, where they played Gruden Gruden's quote to when – Carl Nassib openly, right? It was Carl Nassib, right? I just want to make sure I have that right. Yeah. Yes, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib, when he open, openly came out as gay. Oh, yeah. So over the summer, when Raiders pass rusher Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to publicly come, come out as gay, Coach John Gruden supported the defensive end, saying, quote, and Alex, you tell me if this is weird. This is just weird to me. What makes a man different is what makes him great. So we're supposed to be in a point of inclusion and now he's separating them. So he's calling him different. That's not what the plan was. You know, we're a group of guys and now he's like separating him. Like he's not one of the guys. That's just, uh, that's just like a weird comment to me. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. I think his intentions were probably right. But then, then again, I don't know if we were in the right place to be discussing his intentions and stuff like that. So. I don't know. I don't really have comments about it. Right. And then there was the thing with the Washington football team. I think it was an owner, uh, you know, that he requested some or got um, these Washington football team at the time, Washington Redskins cheerleaders to, uh, you know, take some like inappropriate photos and whatever against their will. So at that point, uh, John Gruden decided to resign as the NFL head coach of the Oakland Raiders, um, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, but it's just, it's just really bad. It's a bad situation for him. Obviously, like, like you mentioned to have openly gay player on your team, the only, 
Um, and to have homophobic comments against you is, is pretty bad. Also, just to have a diverse locker room and to make racist comments, you can't do that. I mean, that's like a that's like we know that, but for an NFL coach to do that, that's another thing. Uh, but but Alex, the the thing where it becomes interesting to me, right? So the NFL has this pocket of emails, these number and number of emails, um, about NFL owners, right, and probably other NFL coaches, whatever, where they probably made some comments that were pretty bad. And they aren't releasing them that we know of. So whatever happened, uh, the NFL sent these emails over to the Raiders, Alex, and they let them handle it. They weren't going to make a comment on if, you know, Gruden should be fired. It wasn't NFLs. What what are the Raiders going to do about it? And somehow went from the Raiders to the Washington Post to then the New York Times and everyone else picked it up from there. Washington Post was the first to report on it. And just that's how it went. So the deal is, that I want to talk about. Did the NFL want Gruden out? Because they sent it to the Raiders. And as we know of right now, there could be stuff inside the NFL that we don't know about. There's probably all these other emails where we would hope not, but it's, you know, it's the NFL and it's a dirty place. Like with all these owners and stuff with all their money and their comments, right? There has to be some other racist, I'm Bad. sure Jerry Jones has only said absolutely perfect things in his email. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm I not think... accusing anyone. <laughs> I know. I was like, where are you going to – Robert Kraft, I mean, you yeah. know what that guy's up to on a daily basis. Um, but uh, anyway, no. So just <laughs> how many other emails are there? But I want to know, did the NFL want Gruden out? Because obviously there was also – I think they called he called Goodell a clown, which a lot of NFL yeah. fans would agree with him with that. But obviously, you can't, as an NFL head coach, say that stuff about your own commissioner. Um, so, did Cattell see those emails and was like, "Nope, we're sending this over. Get this, get this publicized, right?" And they wanted him out because they could have just left it. You know, th- this could have just not been publicized. What we found out earlier about the racist, the one racist comment, and Gruden just like went to the press conference. Nothing happened. Then more. Then more. Then more. And then mm-hmm. just like at, on top of everything. You got five emails at this point. Yeah, he's got to go. He resigns. Hmm. The NFL do that. So that that's all I want to know. I th- you know, this, there's like a documentary that should be made because did they want Gruden out? That's one. Did they think he was a bad look for the NFL? And, and Goodell was like, we want out of this guy. He talked bad about me. And so that's like one. Did they want him hmm. out? And two, how many more, if there are more, how many more emails are there that the NFL is just not releasing publicly and will not release publicly? That's... That's all I wanted to, to talk about. I don't, you know, this is a Giants podcast. We don't need to talk all the, of this, but the conspiracy take. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, besides saying the conspiracy take, do you have like any thoughts on these questions or no? I mean, I'm personally not a person who like speculates a lot. So I'm going to wait and see for facts to come out. But mm. I think, yeah, it's definitely possible that they wanted Gruden out. I mean, he was kind of a, a, a divisive figure, right? So throughout the league. So. Maybe. Who knows? But I think we'll get some more information very soon, would be my guess. Second question, you think there are more owners, coaches yes, that have I made... Am, I am pretty sure that more owners... and I would say probably there's more than 50% of the active coaches or owners, especially owners who tend to be on the older side of things and tend to be a little bit more... Uh, older ways. Older Sorry. ways. Yeah. And yeah. just generally less caring. Uh <laughs> I mean, they're uh, rich. You know, what they, they don't rich. have a care in the I, world. 
I I wouldn't be surprised if someone like John Mara or Jerry Jones or anyone made some sort of weird comment. <laughs> also, Alex, I don't want to accuse. I don't want to. I don't want to accuse anyone. John Mara. Just name three names specifically of you know owners. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. Obviously, as the facts will come, I would like to talk about this because this is a pretty cool, uh, you know, to- not cool in the way of like. But a, a cool topic to talk about. The topic itself is not is not cool. Yeah. It's a bad, it's a pretty bad topic. When the facts come out, it'll be the fact take. Okay, and that'll be what happens. So what uh, a joke. Yeah, so funny. All right, <laughs> go follow us on Twitter at the Giants. Wait, 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 Rams Giants predictions. We got to do the predictions. Oh my god! Thank you for saving me. The Rams Giants predictions. Because um, I'm going radical. Don't you tell me the Giants win this game? <laughs> because I don't say the Giants win this game. A final score, the generic one that I see a lot of, but I like it, 27-17, Rams win. I'm going to go for a 38-35 Rams victory. (laughs) But I think it's going to be close. I think the Giants are going to put up a really good fight because for some reason we play good against good teams and bad against bad teams. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be my prediction. 38-35 Rams. I mean, I get the Giants defense, but why are you disrespecting the Rams defense so much, Alex? I mean, they've given up a significant amount of points to the Cardinals, but we're not the Cardinals, Alex. I, I just want you to know that. We're, we are very much not the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm going. I think both defenses are going to underperform. Well, anyway, now I can say it. Go follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram, Facebook, the Giant Take, YouTube, the Giant Take. Subscribe to the podcast. Drop five stars if you can. We would really appreciate it. Shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. Again, shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. Um, and that is where all of our episodes info uh, and all that stuff is as well. But um, besides that, we thank you for listening to this episode. And Alex will be here to close it out for you because I don't feel like closing it out. And I want to send it to him because I'm nice. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 119 of the Giant Take Podcast. And uh, we'll see everyone post-Rams for a recap. Hopefully not another concussion. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.